This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hello and welcome to the show. This week's episode is a recording of a webinar that I did at the Pet Industry Federation Pet Index event which took place at the weekend. So at the um, Pet Index, it it was meant to be a real life event um, in Milton Keynes. Unfortunately, it had to go online, but the team managed to put on a fantastic event um, with virtual trade show and also um, webinars from lots of different pet industry experts. So what I wanted to do was share my um, my blogging for pet businesses webinar with you um, so you can have a listen. Um, and you, if you want to, you can go and access the full webinar over on the Pet Index website. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to share the link for the Pet Industry Federation website where you can go and download all of the webinars. They're available for 30 days. So if you want to go and if you want to go and access those, you can learn about all kinds of different things from pet nutrition to science um, and helping us understand, you know, our animals better, first aid, um, you know, reasons why our dogs scratch, preparing for emergencies. There's so many different, um, so many different fascinating um, presentations that took place over the weekend. Um, so you can go over to the show notes from this episode and in there I'll share the link where you can download all of the different webinars. And finally, thank you so much to the Pet Industry Federation for inviting me to go along. I did two webinars. One was about blogging and one was about publicity. Um, but I hope you enjoy the blogging episode. There's some great examples in here as well. Um, and if you were there at the event, thank you so much for coming along and I look forward to seeing you soon. And now for the main part of the show. Hello and thank you for joining me for the Blogging for Pet Businesses webinar at the Pet Industry Federation Virtual Pet Summit. Also, thank you to the Pet Industry Federation for inviting me to talk about blogging and how it can help you in your pet business. So in this talk, I'm going to talk about blogging and how it can help you promote your pet business and help you reach more people, win more clients and make more sales as well. I'm going to share examples of pet business owners I've worked with and how blogging has helped them. I'm also going to talk about how you can get started with blogging and give you lots of practical tips so you can begin creating blogs for your pet business. So first of all, a little bit about me and my background. So I'm Rachel Spencer and I'm a freelance journalist and I've been a journalist for over 20 years. I work mostly for the national media, so national newspapers, magazines and websites. And the reason I'm so passionate about blogging is that I've got a pet blog myself called The Poor Post and setting it up completely transformed my life and business. The other thing I do is I provide media coaching for pet business owners to help them get coverage in newspapers, magazines, website, TV and on the radio. And as part of this, one of the things I do is I encourage clients to create content of their own on a platform that they can they can control, such as a blog. But the advice that I'm going to share with you today can be used to follow um, if you want to create a podcast or a vlog as well. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story and what blogging did for my business. So a few years ago in 2017, I decided to launch a blog. And the reason why I did that was because I wanted to have a platform of my own to share my own stories. How it worked was I'd written a lot for national newspapers, magazines and websites over the years. And my main focus was and still is writing about the pet industry, writing about inspiring animals, people doing amazing things to help animals um, and make our lives better with pets. 
Sometimes what I would ha- I'd have a story and I would feel like there was quite a lot that needed to be said in that story, but it would be edited down to around 300 words, which is kind of average for a newspaper story. And I'd feel a little bit frustrated that not all of the story was out there. I always kind of felt like people needed to know more. So I decided if I set up my own platform, I could tell stories in exactly the way that I wanted to. So I wanted to use the blog to shine a light on charities and people doing amazing things for animals. So I've worked with people like Street Vet and Street Paws. Um, I've worked with Canine Hope. Um, I've also worked with large pet brands like um, Purina. And I've also worked with individuals. Um, So one of the blogs I did was with a lady called Janie Lowe's. And she runs a vet hospital over in Sri Lanka. So I've written about some really amazing and inspiring people over the years. And that's what I love about having my own platform. And one of the other benefits that's come from me um, blogging has been that I've built relationships with pet brands as well. So what started out as a bit of a hobby where I thought, you know, I'll have an online diary about my experiences as a pet owner, some of the things I try out, so dog-friendly travel and that kind of thing. Um, it's that it led to me building relationships with pet brands. Um, and because of this, it's led to a completely new line of my business, a completely new revenue stream. So blogging has been amazing for me, which is why I kind of shout about it so much. So I had pet brands approach me to appear on the blog. So that was sponsored posts. So that brought in some revenue. Also covered the costs of me running my blog as well. I also got consultancy and content writing work for small businesses, but also for large brands like Tesco, Purina, Tales.com and Animed Direct. And that led to me writing my own book, um, which is called Publicity Tips for Pet Businesses, because basically other pet business owners wanted to learn more about getting publicity. Um, and then the final thing that's happened is I've been able, been in a position where I've been able to create online coaching programs. Um, and my programs are based around teaching pet business owners blogging and teaching them how to get publicity for their business. And as a result of that, I've now got an online membership program. So as I said, having a blog completely changed my life and my business. And it put me in front of so many more people, like hundreds of thousands of people who've turned out to be really good clients. And it can do the same for you as well. In the examples that I'm going to share, there is one example of a lady who has been put in front of tens of thousands of people just from writing a fun blog post. So it can be done for any kind of business. So first of all, what is blogging? According to the WordPress website, a blog is an abbreviated version of the word web blog, which is a term used to describe websites that maintain an ongoing chronicle of information. There are 50,000 blogs launched every day globally on the, on the word on the WordPress platform. So it's just massive, isn't it? Thousands of blogs are being launched all over the world every day. And you can be a part of that. So I like to think of a blog as being your little part of the internet where you can let people into your world and celebrate what it is that you can celebrate what it is that you do. So think about it as being a place where you can share news, you can talk about your products and how you give value. You can collaborate with other businesses that complement what you do. And it's basically like having your own newspaper, magazine, radio or TV station. So it's your own little part of the media. It's a really powerful tool in putting what you do out into the world and really helps you build a connection with your clients. So next, we're going to talk about why should you start a blog for your pet business? So here are six reasons why I think you should start a blog for your pet business. And I'm going to go into these in more detail and share some more examples as we go through this presentation. So the first one is to drive traffic to your website, which is obviously it's really important. We want to have as many people visiting um, our website as possible. 
Um, I know that we're all really busy in our businesses and we're all time poor. We've got so many things that we need to do from admin and accounts to writing social media posts, from actually going out and doing the work that we do. But the more people are, the more awareness we can raise of our business and what we do and our products and services, the better. So having something that drives traffic to your website, also driving people off social media so you've got more concentration, you've got more of their, you know, they're more focused on what it is that you do. The more we can do of that, the better. So the second thing it does is it builds the know, like and trust in our brand um, so people can really get an insight into, uh, you know, who you are and what you do and what you stand for. Um, when it comes to, um, you know, when it comes to service providers as well, um, you really want to stand out in a crowded market. So some of the clients I've worked with, they have been a dog walker among 14, 15, 20 other dog walkers in their town or city. So you want to stand out from the competition and having a blog will really help you stand out. Now, I generally find when it comes to pet service providers, not many are utilising the power of having a blog. So if you do have one, and I'm going to give an example of a service provider later, then that means you're going to rise up the search engine rankings and you're going to stand out from the competition. That's really important. Another great thing a blog can do is show that you can solve your client's problems. So what I always encourage people to do when they're a service provider is explain how they help people. So let's say you are running a dog hydrotherapy centre. On your blog, you can share case studies and testimonials of people who you've worked with. So you can show how you solve problems for different clients. So for example, you might have a case study of a dog who had arthritis and you can talk about how hydrotherapy helped them. Then you might have another case study about a dog who recovered from injury and how the hydrotherapy helped in that situation. So it's demonstrating how you solve your client's problems and that's really compelling. And it's far more... Um, it's far more to it than maybe a Facebook post or an Instagram post because it's something that sits there permanently on your website as well. So you can continually refer people back to that post and back to that example. If you're a dog trainer, you can do the same. Um, you know, again, if you've helped the dog recover from a certain behavioural problem, then you can talk about that. You can showcase that on your website. If you're a dog groomer, you could perhaps talk about grooming a nervous dog and have a client explain their journey from their dog being very nervous to being groomed to one who's happy to go to the groomers. And if you're a dog walker, you can simply talk about the adventures that your dogs go on. You can let people into your world and let them see photos of the dogs enjoying themselves. And then that can help a prospective client make a decision as to whether you're the right person to walk their dog. And you can show far more than you can do than you could do on, on a simple social media post. And finally, the final thing to really um, celebrate about having a blog is that it's free. So all you have to do is invest your time in it. Um, so I hope that those six reasons explain, you know, why you should think about blogging for your pet business. Finally, for the for the for the product makers as well, it's a great way to show off your products. And I'm going to talk about a really great example of somebody who showed off their products and really done um, well from blogging later on in this presentation. So the next thing I'm going to talk about is how to get to the top of Google, because that's something that we all want to do, whether we've got a service or a product business. We want to be ranking high on search engines, don't we? And this is how blogging can help you. So there's a quote here from a man called Tim Kitchen Cameron, and he's written a brilliant book called How to Get to the Top of Google. And in there he says, Google tries to match the needs of searchers with websites that meet those needs. So have a think about that. What happens when people, when you put a search into Google for the product or service you provide? 
So if you have content on your website which is bringing up the keywords that people are searching for for your product or service, Google is going to look at that and it's going to match, take the people who are searching for those keywords to your website. So let's say you're a dog walker in Warrington. If people are putting in dog walker Warrington and you've got lots of content in there talking about being a dog walker in Warrington, Google is going to think, right, I need to be sending people who are searching for these key terms to this website. This is the one that's standing out. So that's why it's really important. You want to be leaving as many digital footprints across the internet as you possibly can for the keywords that you want to be found for. So for example, mine are pet business press release because I know that's what people search for when they're, kind, when they're looking for the kind of service that I provide. So I've created lots and lots of content around those key terms so when people put those into Google, they come to me. So the next step is to think about what do you want to be known for? Think about what people will put in a search engine to find you and you can even use your social media followers or current clients to find out what kind of words they used when they were looking for your service. So you could maybe put a post on your Facebook page or you can just ask people in real life when you see them um, what, what search terms they put into Google or a search engine to find you. So it might be that you want to be known for being a dog walker in Newcastle. You might want to be known for creating gifts for terrier owners. You might want to be known for holistic dog grooming. Think about your key terms and then think about your blog as a place where you create all of the media, making it easier for you to stand out and be discovered for those specific key terms. So next we're going to start talk, we're going to talk about getting started with your pet business blog. It might sound like quite quite a big task, it might feel quite overwhelming, but actually just to get started, if you don't have one already, and I hope listening to this presentation and hearing stories from pet business owners who've had successful blogs will inspire you to begin one of your own, there are just a few simple steps that you need to follow to get started. So the first one to do is to add the blog section to your website. Um, you can get the person who built your website to do this for you. Um, Next, decide how often you're going to post. So how often, you, how often, what do you think is manageable for you? If you're going to post once a month, that's brilliant. It's really going to help you. If you're going to post every other week, then you're going to see a change in your ranking sooner. So the more blog posts you can create, the quicker you're going to go up the search engine rankings. Now, bear in mind that most blog posts, I would say, take around half a day minimum to write and promote and to upload onto your blog platform. So think about how much time you need to put to one side and what's going to be doable for you. The final step, if you really want to get started with your pet business blog, is to make yourself accountable. So share, you know, go onto your social media, um, go onto any of the platform that you, where you communicate with your audience, put it out there that you're going to be starting a blog and maybe ask for some ideas as well, because that can be really helpful when you're starting out. Then if you've, you know, if you said I'm going to be blogging every other week or every month, you want, it's going to make you more likely to stay consistent because you want, you've got that accountability. You don't want to let your followers down. And then in turn, Google is going to match people searching for the, what it is that you do with your blog and you're going to see the benefits of it. And that is also going to spur you on to keep on creating content. So the next step is to think about what can you write about on your blog. So earlier I just mentioned about asking people um, what they'd like to see. You can ask your audience um, to give you, start, give you ideas for topics. That's really going to help. And then you can have that reciprocal thing where they feel it's going to make them feel special because you're giving them what they want. But I wanted to give you a few ideas for your first five blog posts so you can decide. So if you decide you want to try blogging, you can get started pretty much straight away. So having your first five ideas mapped out means that, you know, you can make a start. It takes away some of the pressure from you um, and you can start getting a bit of momentum going. So here are a few ideas to get you started. 
The first one I would say to do would be your origin story. I always recommend that to my clients. So where did your pet business idea come from? Did you have like a light bulb moment where you realised there was a gap in the market for a particular product and you went out to create that? Was it something, um, you know, was it a particular event in your life that sparked what you do? Um, we're all really nosy and we love knowing. We love knowing the stories behind businesses and we love knowing, you know, I feel everyone's got a story to tell. So sit down and think about what it was that led you to where you are today. Was it a life-changing event? Was it an inspiring animal? Did you leave an awful job? One of the things I talked about on my blog was about how Daisy coming into my life really changed my life. So that's one of the reasons, you know, that's, that's part of my origin story. Another post you can do would be a day in the life. So again, people are really nosy. People love to know what goes on behind the scenes. So let's say you're a dog groomer or a dog trainer. You can talk about a typical day in your life. Let's say if you're a product maker, you can go behind the scenes and explain, you know, your how you put your products together. You can make some lovely um, imagery and lovely videos as well to go with that. So think about what happens in a typical day in your life and let people into your world. Let's say if you're a dog walker, that post might be about the steps you follow each day when you take your client's dogs out for a walk. So it, covered, it could cover all kinds of things to reassure potential customers from the safety procedures you follow in your van to hygiene, which is obviously very of the moment after the coronavirus. Um, you could talk about the keys, you know, what you do with people's door keys, the toys that the dogs play with, how many dogs are on each walk and so on. So all the questions you think that a client might have, you can answer in that. If you're a dog trainer, you might want to do um, essential. You might want to talk about essential information people need before they come along to a training session. If you're a groomer, you might talk about five tips on you know how to groom your dog at home. So if people can't get to the groomers, they can still support their dog. Another idea that you might have could be a success story or a testimonial like the hydrotherapy example I gave you earlier. So if you're a dog trainer, you might want to talk about a dog that suffered with anxiety or had a particular behavioural problem and how you managed to help that dog, help the owner, help them overcome that problem, what the results were and what the transformation was. And that could make for a really lovely blog post. And it's a really great piece of content marketing as well. So when people are perusing your website and trying to decide whether you're the right person for them, that will help them make the decision and give them the reassurance that you are the you know, you are the person, you're the best choice for them and their and their pet. Another thing that you can do is do an interview. So that could be an interview with an expert in your field or another pet business in your town or somebody who you respect or admire. It could be with a charity. It could be with somebody who works alongside you in your business. Let's say you're a behaviorist. You might have a vet who you work with or that something like that. If you're a dog walker and you use a dog field, you could interview the owner of the field. So think about the people you can interview and whose insights and input will complement what you do in your business. So you've got five ideas there. So that's five ideas for blog posts, which can get you, can inspire you if you decide that blogging is something that you want to pursue. So next, I'm going to talk about the essentials that you need in each blog post. So with each blog post you write, you need to have the following. The first thing you need is your headline and be mindful to make it searchable. So think about what people are going to put into a search engine to find you. So, for example, if you're a dog walker in Warrington, your headline could be five tips if you're looking for a dog walker in Warrington. Next up, we've got images. So it's a good idea to break your blog post down with some nice images. So it just makes it easier to read um, and it's a more reader friendly experience. So you can either use your own images or you could try a website like Pixabay or Unsplash where you can get royalty free images which you can use alongside your blog post. Um, this picture I've used here is a royalty free image that I found from Canva. So what I did to find this was I searched for dog and computer and that brought up this image. Um, but if you're a dog walker, you could go to Pixabay, put in dog and walker or dog walking and get some nice images of dog walkers in there. 
Um, I would also suggest that you break down the topic into subheadings. So if you were doing a post on how to do groom your dog at home, think about what the reader would need to know. Break it down into little steps. So that might be something like step one, find your brushes. Step two, run a bath beforehand. Step three, um, the best way to apply shampoo. Step four might be keeping your dog still in the bath. Step five might be having a towel ready. Please bear in mind, I'm not a dog groomer. So this was just me thinking off the top of my head. Um, but breaking down the topic into subheadings, which are going to be helpful, are going to make it easier to read um, and just be a better experience for your reader. Then you're going to fill in the meta description and keywords for Google. So what I mean by this is when you put a search into Google, you get a list of URLs that comes up next and you want yours to be the most appealing. So the keywords are the words most relevant to your post, so i.e. dog walker and Warrington. And then underneath the, the title or URL of the page, you'll see a short paragraph. So you want your meta description is basically a description of what the post is going to be about and you want it to be compelling. So if you were, if the post is about looking for a dog walker in Warrington, you might want to you might want to read something like, are you looking for a dog walker in Warrington? Rachel from Happy Paws Warrington shares five things to consider if you're looking for someone to care for your dog. What you want to happen is for your link to jump out as the most helpful link on that page, they click on your blog post or website page. Finally, you're going to give a call to action. So think about what you want the reader to do next. Do you want them to download your grooming essentials PDF? Do you want them to, to call you or send you an email? So think about what you want them to do next and make that call to action as relevant as possible. When you've finished your blog post, you've done your headline, you've got your images, you've broken down your topic into subheadings and made it nice and easy to read, and you've put your call to action in so the reader knows what to do next. The final thing you're gonna do is you're going to hit publish. So when you've actually published your post, the next step is to make sure it reaches as many people as possible. So if you think about it, you've gone to a lot of effort writing your post. Um, and I wanted to give you a couple of suggestions on ways to promote your blog post. So you make sure it's so you make sure you get as many eyes on it as you possibly can. So here are a few ways that you can promote your blog post. You can, the first thing you might want to do is send it out to the people who are subscribed to your email list. So what you can either do is send it out just as an email saying, I've just written a new blog, or you could include it in your email newsletter, depending on how often you send out a newsletter. Another thing that you can do is put a pop-up box on your website so people can sign up to receive updates from you. So receive blog posts, receive newsletters and so on. You definitely want to share on social media and I would suggest that you try and share it at least five times on your social media channels. So that might be a couple of Facebook posts, an Instagram post where you use a picture or graphic from the blog, then you might do a couple of tweets. And that can be quite easy for you to do, so I would say it probably take you a half an hour after you've finished writing the blog post to push that out there. Schedule, you schedule your Facebook posts or your tweets, um, write your Instagram post. Another thing you can do to promote it is put it in your email signature. So when you email people, you can tell them to go and check out your new blog post. It might sound like a lot of work, but actually once you get into the habit and get into the rhythm of writing blog posts, it will get easier for you. And the more systems you can put in place, the better. So if you think that every time you publish a blog post, you have a list of steps to follow. So you send it out to your email list, share it on social media, um, put, it out, put it out on your email signature, maybe share it on your personal profile, then that means that each time you're driving more people to visit your website and the more you do that the more quickly you're going to see the benefits of blogging and that's going to include that's going to encourage you to do more final thing to remember is everybody starts at zero so i started a pet blog 
three years ago, I had no social media followers. No one was reading it. No one knew who on earth I was. You know, now I've built up, built up a great audience. I've got thousands of social media followers. Um, I have tens of thousands of people read my blog, blog every year and it leads to lots of opportunity. And that can be the same for you too. So remember your why as well when we're thinking about blogging um, and that is going to help you be consistent. So let's go back to the points that we talked about at the beginning of this presentation and why you, why, why you would want to blog for your pet business. So you do it because you want to drive traffic to your website, you want to build the know, like and trust in your brand, you want to stand out in a crowded market, you want to demonstrate that you can solve people's problems and you want to showcase your products and show your personality. Best of all, it's not costing you anything to do either, is it? So finally, I wanted to finish with a couple of case studies of pet business owners that I've worked with and the results that they've had from their blogs. And this is because if you're thinking you're going to try blogging, I really hope that you will find this encouraging. So first up is Jude Davidson. So Jude runs Park Life Honiton over in Devon. And last year, Jude started blogging because she wanted to be more visible on Google. She wanted to improve her rankings, all the things we've talked about today. So a year on, she's written 10 posts so far. Um, she did a few at the beginning of last year and then her blog was quite quiet for a few months. And then just after Christmas, she really ramped up her blogging effort, particularly over the last few months. So she's written absolutely loads and she's covered really helpful and relevant topics such as can dogs get coronavirus and how to cope with life after lockdown with your dog. These are really interesting, shareable pieces of content marketing, and it's meant that she's reached a lot more people. And over the last few months, she's gone from being on page three of Google for dog walkers in Honiton, and she's now on page one of Google. So that's what we all want, isn't it? That's a fantastic thing that's come from her blogging. So next up, we have Alex from Rove Pet Services over in Essex. So Alex started blogging because she wanted to answer the regular questions she was getting from her clients. And she's now one of the three best rated dog walkers in Basildon. So she's had posts that have been shared hundreds of times on social media and that have been viewed thousands of times. And she's also had press coverage from her blog, which is brilliant. And that really, said, really makes her stand out from the competition. Alex wasn't able to go out and walk dogs over the past few months because of lockdown as well. And one of the things that she did was she launched a loose lead walking challenge and she had over 1,200 dog owners sign up. That's because she had a blog, she had a social media, she had her email list, all generated from this blog that she's created. And it meant that she could generate hundreds of pounds in online sales, even though she couldn't go out and walk anymore. So it was really good for Alex and she put so much time and effort into her blog. So go and check her out. She's Rove Pet Services. And the final one is Lottie from the Cozy Canine Company. And I wanted to share an example of a pet, of a pet product company because I know a lot of the things I've talked about have been services. So I love Lottie's blog and please go and check her blogs out because she puts so much personality into them and they're really, really good fun. So Lottie, shared, Lottie started a blog because she wanted to drive more traffic to her pet accessory business and her first blog was about the muddy walk cleanup. So Lottie's got this gorgeous cockapoo called Pickle and Pickle loves jumping in muddy puddles and rolling in really horrible stuff. So she's often bathing her and she, it's led to Lottie creating products for owners with similar dogs. So one of the things she's created is a apron to wear when you're bathing your dog so you don't get covered in all the horrible stuff they've been rolling in or jumping in. So Lottie did a blog post about the muddy walk cleanup. So she talked about step by step how to clean your dog up after a muddy walk. And in there she included her dog, um, her dog washing apron that she makes herself. So bear in mind, this was the first blog she's ever written. The first night she published it, she shared it on her social media channels and she got three sales 
for the apron. The aprons retail at about £25 each. So just from hitting send on her first blog, she brought in £75 in her first night. So that was the first thing she'd ever published, which was just brilliant for Lottie. So the other thing that she is um, ranking really well for on Google is personalised dog walking bags. So one of her signature products is a dog walking bag and it's up there on pay number two on Google for personalised dog walking bags because she blogs about it and she writes lots of content around it. So that's brilliant if people are searching for that particular product. Now, the final thing that she's done, which is just amazing, is she's done a brilliant post on Cockapoo Life. So if you Google things cockapoo owners know there's this fantastic post Lottie's done about you know things you know if you've got a cockapoo so it's just a really good fun post about life as a cockapoo owner now that has been viewed over 10,000 times so this is 10,000 people who wouldn't have discovered Lottie's products and services if she hadn't written that post so it's just a phenomenal figure and it's led to lots of sales for her business and lots of traffic to her website lots of visibility for her brand more followers on social media all those great things that we all want so I hope I've given you lots of um, lots of food for thought here um, in this presentation. And if you're thinking of blogging, then I've got a couple of things which will help you if you're ready to get started. So first up is some recommended reading. The first book is a brilliant book called The Million Dollar Blog by Natasha Courtney Smith. I bought this blog. I bought this book even when I was setting up my blog and followed it to the letter and that's led to some amazing things and you can get that for just £6.35 at the point of me writing this on Amazon and I'm doing this presentation in June 2020. Uh, next up is how to get to the top of Google. There's a new 2020 edition that's by Tim Kitchen Cameron. I've mentioned that before as well. That's £5.85 on Amazon. I've done a blog post which you can read for free which is easy ways to come up with content ideas and if you go to my website you can find that there. The other thing I have is I have a kickstart your pet business blog course and that is a course which you work through in your own time. It comes with easy to follow templates on how to write a blog post, how to ensure you've got the important things in there like the headline, the metadata, the meta description, your, your bullet points and all those things and how to fill in your picture captions and that kind of thing. Um, it's got five ideas for service and product pet businesses. It comes with a 30 minute one to one with me worth £97. Now this programme normally retails at 170, sorry, £127. Um, it is now with a Pet Industry Federation discount, it's £97. So if you use the code PIF at checkout on the link below, then that will take you to the um, take you to that product. So finally, thank you for joining me. Um, I hope you found this helpful. I hope it's inspired you to start blogging. And if it has, please come and let me know. I've got a free Facebook group called Publicity Tips for Pet Businesses. I'd love to hear about it there and I'd love to see your blog posts as well. So you can tag me on social media. I'm at Rachel Spencer UK on all platforms. If you want to stay in touch, you can listen to my podcast, which is Publicity for Pet Businesses. You can get that on all podcast providers. And you can also visit my website. There's lots of stuff on there about blogging and content, um, which is publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk. Um, and finally, um, that's all from me. I just want to say a big thank you to the Pet Industry Federation for inviting me along to do this talk. I really hope you found it helpful and I look forward to seeing you at a Pet Industry Federation event in the future. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.